Well, we get together once again, Katya, and we get to play. And it was so exciting last time. We got to really cover some pretty powerful uh, topics. And I look forward to the topics that we're going to play with today. So um, it's always a pleasure because you ask the best questions and you have the best type of sharing too at the same time from your own experiences and everything else. And people highly appreciate uh, you know, having uh, different inputs and things of that nature and uh, really bringing down to earth everything that's going on right now and having that deeper understanding so that we can really create some powerful shifts. I mean, I know that you've been really involved in noticing a lot of things that are going on on the planet in your own life and the lives of the people that you work with, the, the lives of the people that you touch with the programs that you do and everything else that you're doing. And I know that you're uh, just ramping things up. So, so welcome. I get to uh, have some fun today. Thank you, Franco. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. And I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today, <laughs> as always. <laughs> so um, let's see. So I tried to, uh, I have a, a big list of questions, of things mm -hmm. that, topics that, you know, we've, some of them we've chewed on together before. This one we've talked about before, and I know that you've talked about this or aspects of this on previous talks that you've done, but there's one nuance about this particular subject that I find if people cannot wrap their heads around it, they completely lose the whole notion of even adopting it as a new concept. And that's what we're talking about is, is the moon. Mm. So frankly, you've been oh my gosh, so instrumental in really bringing this idea forward that the inverted matrix was being broadcast by the moon and that the moon is not what we think it is. So I don't know if we need to get into a lot of that now, if you think we should give like a, a you could give like a preface as to the idea behind what happened to the moon and why it's not what we think it is. And now it's been decommissioned. But the question I really want to bring forward to try and bring some clarity to folks is the question that I always get asked first and foremost is, well, if it's true that the moon is no longer broadcasting this inverted matrix and it's not what I think it is with regards to doing moon ceremonies and having it influence my body, my hormones, everything in life, the questions that come up is, well, what about the tides? What about the planting cycles? What about all these details and how it affects our bodies and, and everything on the planet? So I'd love to dive into that together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a good topic. And um, I mean, we can really uh, expand that or unpack it as they call it. Um, regarding the moon, yes. I mean, just to give you a little uh, background behind it, the moon was something that was brought in. It was not here in our solar system originally. Now we have to understand there are adjustments that take place. You know, there are there are planets that uh, you know are influenced different ways. Um, we also have planets that we don't even actually even see at this point because they're at a certain vibration. Some planet planets actually move in and out, like Nibiru and whatever else. 
and they they all play a various uh, purpose now right now you know we see what we see okay so as i've mentioned before and i'll just go through it again i mean uh planets are uh basically playgrounds there are different video games of sorts right and it does host other players to come on and for example right now it's the human right so I mean, the planet was retooled 15,000 years ago, again. And when I say retooled, um, when a planet needs an upgrade or a planet uh, has a different uh, focus point, and when I say focus point, we're talking about brother, sister souls like ourselves that, you know, uh, take charge on constructing and making modification in different playgrounds. So... Uh, it's not superior to us or anything like that because we're part of it and we are it in a sense. But, you know, there are uh, aspects of ourselves or versions of ourselves that, um, you know, take on that role. Okay. And uh, usually they have a certain skill set and we can relate it to, you know, like an engineer will design a building. Then we have all different tradespeople. So, it's the same thing in the soul world uh, as spirit, there are embodiments that uh, focus on enhancing themselves to become uh, prepared to be able to go around and kind of restructure and change the operating system of the various playgrounds. Now, you know, if we start back, you know, there weren't as many. Now, of course, we've added many, many. So you can look at even in our solar system, there are so many different uh, planets. But then, you know, that's not even a drop in a bucket when we compare to what the galaxy has to offer. And then, you know, the different galaxies that exist within the this, uh, universe and so forth. And it goes on and on. But let's bring it back locally. So 15,000 years ago, planet Earth was retooled, meaning that it was no longer required to uh, support a, a different, a particular life form. So what was it retooled from? It was retooled from what we call the Atlantean times. What were Atlantean? Atlanteans were beings that were, um, you know, tuned to have a, a particular experience. Their focus point was, uh, you know, a different than what we had here or what we are experiencing now. And they were a hybrid. They were a hybrid, a very interesting hybrid. It was a purposeful uh, hybrid that they had selected. Um, and they, you know, they played on planet Earth for quite some time. Uh, prior to that, they were a hybrid from the Lumerians. And the Lumerians were the, the, uh, the ones that were there before. So once the Lumerians finished off their thing, the uh, hybrids came along of what we call the Atlanteans and they played out their role. So the Lumerians kind of um, uh, phased out on playing planet Earth on the surface and doing whatever it was doing. And the Atlanteans took over. So the Atlanteans played out their role. They went down their path. They created uh, a separation where they uh, separated from spirit. They didn't create from harmony. Uh, they, 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 they chose to focus on just using low consciousness and use technology, which we, we can call science, whatever we want to call it, just technology, and minimize the uh, consciousness part because the consciousness part was uh, actually uh, more holistic and it, they wanted to experiment not having that as part of the component. So they went into a point where they've 
made themselves obsolete and they dissolved, you know, in mm. the sense. Um, so the Atlantean times, as it's being talked about and everything else, you know, ended up underwater and whatever. Mm -hmm. So uh, the opening came up for planet Earth to be retooled again. So here we are. So the engineers came along and the programmers came along and they retooled planet Earth. So they retooled it. This time they decided, hey, let's do something very, very interesting. And that's create an environment that's really unique, uh, applying different experimented technologies and encodements from different planets. So they took the experience and the programming, programming capacities from different planets and combined it and retooled, reprogrammed, and created a whole brand new matrix, organic matrix, that supported that operating system. Now, of course, they to make that all interesting, now you have to have dwellers or playmates on the planet. So that's when they first worked on seeding the plant life, then seeding the animal kingdom, the oceanic kingdom, and then they seeded the insect world, the reptile world, the birds, and so forth. Now, the seeding meaning that they brought in those representations, their only spectrums of light, because they're holographic uh, expressions to, from different planets, and then merged the encodements with planet Earth to be able to work in the same level of frequency, so that it not only was it hosted, but it can um, flourish on planet Earth. Uh, so the last component they wanted to seed was humanity. Of course, at that time, we didn't even call it humanity. That was a, a, a new term that they applied. So how did they do that? Well, they took on 12 different species in their advanced state and took their genetic encodements and they took their frequencies and spectrums of light and brought it in and blended it all. And now they created a form we call humans. Now, of course, they made modifications and adjustments after a short while to kind of tune it in and to play. So it also had a very specific and unique operating system one of the things that they factored in, uh, and, and I'm leading into this, the, the, one of the things they factored in on planet Earth, it was, and part of the experimental, it was self, uh, not only, because every planet has a consciousness, but it was an expanding capacity <laughs> consciousness, meaning that it could evolve without going in and saying, okay, I'm just going to host, say, 3D, and mm -hmm. then once, once it's ready for the next level, then we'll have to have another uh, re-encodement or activation so that the um, it can go to a 4D or and then a 5D, whatever. So they encode a planet or self-evolving so that it actually had the capacity to go from organic 3D to all the way to organic 9D, so in stages, four, five, six, seven, and it would evolve with humanity, okay? And humanity was encoded for the same thing. And also it was encoded that it can bring in souls, multidimensional souls that would be from a higher vibration too, meaning that it would already be able to come in from a sixth dimension or a seventh dimension or an eighth dimension uh, soul. 
multidimensional soul. The bodies were linked and were an extension of Gaia. So as Gaia evolved, the bodies evolved, but the, as the bodies evolved, Gaia evolved. Now, there was a beautiful marriage that occurred there because then um, they decided to uh, bring forth a very localized, what we call soul. And that soul was fragmented and what we refer to as people refer to as human entities. Mm -hmm. The reason they labeled it as human entities because the primary focus of that particular soul, which, can, which is designed to evolve, uh, wants to only experience and reflect what we call the human experience. Mm -hmm. So then uh, it also decided, or it was decided that the human entity was going to be the, the one localized uh, form to be able to create a consistency and evol evolution. Because if you're talking about a multidimensional soul coming in, a lot of them, and especially in the beginning, none of them had the human experience ever. There was no such, because there was not even, no, no any such thing, but there was nothing to refer to. So they were bringing in multidimensional or other dimensional um, experiences, but would not know how to operate a physicality. It would have to go through a pretty intensive learning process. So the human entity would be able to uh, work with it and kind of give it the rundown of how it is. It's like you going to another country and meeting somebody that lives there or has had a lot of experience there and giving you the ins and outs of how to live in that country. You know, what's the proper etiquette? Uh, yeah. How do we do things? What is, what, how do people uh, react or respond to different scenarios, situations, so forth. So you get it. Okay, now I got a feel for it, right? So that you can actually be much more effective in life. Mm -hmm. So sounds all like of that. Guide. I'm sorry. It sounds like a a, a local guide. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, this is more than I've ever shared with anybody else. What I'm sharing right now with all of this oh. details. Okay. I've talked about things, but I've, I've glossed over a lot of it, but now we're going, I, I've gone into more details and just to set the stage a little bit more in depth yeah. here. Mm -hmm. So that's how it was designed. So then the multidimensional souls that were coming in, they were coming in with different vibrational frequencies. They were coming in with different levels of consciousness. And then the marriage came along. So you have a body, with its own consciousness, a human entity that has uh, earthbound level of consciousness and works in the range of its true design, which is, you know, um, sharing the experience in third dimensional consciousness, mm -hmm. pure organic third dimensional consciousness. It does not have access to the fourth, fifth, sixth. It would have to evolve accordingly. It does have the access to it, but it would not utilize it until uh, things had evolved. So the codes were turned off. They weren't able to, to tap into it. Uh, but the multidimensional souls that were coming in that a lot of people call souls, because that's the one we refer to the most. And a lot of times we call it the higher self also uh, in a sense. That one can come in at different uh, frequencies. So then it would connect with the body, would connect with the human entity, 
and then uh, kind of create a collective consciousness, which we call our overall consciousness. Okay. Okay. Personalized overall consciousness. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, of course, we use the computer part as part of that overall consciousness. So what, what do we call that overall consciousness? We call it the mind. Okay. Okay. The mind is not localized in the sense of saying it's, it's in your brain. It works with it, but it's not. The, the overall consciousness takes the consciousness that Gaia offers, the consciousness that the body offers, the human entity's uh, consciousness, the soul's consciousness, and creates a um, over, uh, overall consciousness that can actually relate and play with the human experience and be active in it in a very powerful way. Mm -hmm. How does the mind come into it or the brain? I mean, the brain has is a computer, very elaborate computer, it has a left brain and a right brain. The right brain is the intuitive part. The, the, it's the part that actually receives higher information from what the body shares, from what the human entity shares, from the multidimensional soul, and also what the you can access to the third eye uh, as other levels of consciousness that are mm -hmm. coming from other souls that may not be on the planet, or some are, or maybe a lot of them are, and then others are from other sources. But at the same time, um, it takes all of that uh, into the right brain and formulates a, um, an operating system and then shares, it, transmits it to the left brain. And the left brain is very crucial to take this field of what we call spectrum of light and information and also take the energies and consciousness within the field, which is the field that we exist in mm -hmm. and is us and creates what looks like form. So we see ourselves as physical, <laughs> physical because the left brain interprets those codes and creates what we call realism. Mm. Does the body feel? No, the body does not feel. The body acknowledges a certain uh, transmissional information, interprets it to a certain degree, and then sends it to the right brain, and the right brain processes it, and then sends it to the left brain, and the left brain will, will give the instructions. We'll label that as pain today because of programming or whatever it is. And so the body says, okay, this sensation is pain, you know, type of thing. And it does all of that. So mm -hmm. I won't go any deeper in the mechanics as we, we, I set the stage for that uh, to, to get to the moon. Okay. So, but you can, my God, before you go there, I mean, I just want to make, uh, I just want to acknowledge that's so important to recognize um, that the body's not actually feeling pain, but it's receiving the information, uh, the signals per se. And then it's just being, registered or logged as okay we'll, we'll register this as pain because it really ties into the idea that i know we've talked about before franco of how important it is to be able to address things on the emotional on the program belief level because it's all tied into this fascinating complicated beautiful system that is just simply interpreting things and then projecting experiences of 
pain or discomfort or whatever. So I'm very happy that you brought that up. Not to well, dissuade you from going back to the moon. But... No, 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 absolutely. I like that. Um, just to bring it home a little bit. Mm -hmm. Have you ever experienced where you ended up having a injury of some sort? Mm -hmm. um, a cut or, you know, something. And you don't realize it until yes. later. And it's like, how did I get cut? How did I get this? How did I get that? You don't realize it because the single wasn't relayed and the right brain said, oh, we're processing so many other things right now. We'll leave that aside for a little while. And then all of a sudden you get the attention of it, or maybe you even spot it. And it's like, mm -hmm. where the heck did this come from? And then all of a sudden, then the pain starts to come in because it got registered as that. Oh yeah. Pain oh, yeah. there in that location, please. You know. Well, that makes that makes so much sense. Um, I, I would love to offer a, an example. I remember sure, when I was studying my first healing modality, just to call it that, so people know what I'm talking about. And I remember the instructor who was, it was very much a, you know, kind of soul driven modality, we'll call it. And the instructor was giving an example how important it was to address these beliefs and programs on the back end because they can dictate whether or not you're experiencing pain. And she went on to describe how she goes, I'll use myself as an example. She had no cartilage left in her knee. So by all rights, she should be in excruciating pain. But by having a session done where they addressed one belief or the other thing or emotional charge that was trapped somewhere, she continued to have no cartilage and yet continued to have no pain. So that completely backs it up. And I know from my own experience, I remember going, and this has happened to me several times, feel very blessed and appreciative for it, but going in for like major surgery and then having the doctors come in to see me immediately after. Um, and this is when I had a surgery, for example, on my, on my nose and my, my septum, they really had to do some work in there, not light surgery at all. And when the doctor came in the next day to see me, as far as I was concerned, I was sitting up and feeling good. And of course they gave me some medication, you know, some painkillers, but I was sitting up out of the bed and I was talking and they were standing there looking at me like I was from Mars. And I'm like, what's wrong? Cause I had bandages all over me. And they said, you shouldn't be sitting up. You shouldn't be able to talk. I'm like, what? So something must have been going on at the time. I had no idea what it could have been. I just went, okay, well, thank you. Whatever's happening because I don't feel like they say I'm supposed to. So that makes perfect sense. Well, the, the thing is too, and you just went into another opening here. Um, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the thing is a lot of the reference points of this should be painful, this should be bad or whatever it is, mm. uh, it gets from the collective. Mm. The collective, and when I say collective, we're talking about, uh, sometimes we don't relate to it personally in the sense of, oh, I shouldn't be able to do this, right? Mm -hmm. So collectively it says, oh yeah, you go through surgery because others have, and they've encoded that whole idea that you're, you're supposed to feel really bad or whatever it is. And your right brain may have tuned into that and said, you know, we're not interested in this, or it may not even focus there because it was, it was uh, occupied and say, no, we're gonna be doing this. And it never relates it to the to the right to the left brain, and the left brain, at this point, uh, doesn't even acknowledge it. Doesn't wow. know about it to that degree. 
And even though the, the single has been coming from the body saying, hey, we got something here, but I don't know what to do with it. So I'm just telling you the single and then the right brain is going, okay, the collective is saying that we're supposed to be impaired here, but eh, we're not going there, you know? So we're not sharing it with the left brain. The left brain doesn't have that interpretation in there and it won't, you won't feel it or you won't respond in the way you would. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes it only takes a small part of it where uh, you may have, a little bit of pain, but not have the capacity, like you said, not be able to speak or not be able to lift your head or, or anything of that nature, because it says, nah, we don't need all of that. We'll just take a little bit of it. <laughs> so there's a lot of different things. And the reason we're talking about this right now, it gives us a little bit more of the understanding of the mechanics of how we operate, because many of us have bought into this whole idea that you know, we're a mechanical device and, and uh, you know, this mm -hmm. is how it works and, you know, and that's who we are and whatever else. But there's so much more to it that we, we don't even talk about, you know, and we don't even get into. And, uh, but the, the thing is right now, it's important for, for, for people to uh, understand this because it creates a shift in them. It opens up a whole level, another level of possibilities to redesign on our own how we do things and how we experience things. We know, many of us, uh, we're going through a powerful change. And that will involve all of these mechanics of, a, of our human experience, too. Well, when you explain, Franco, the... I'll call it the science behind why it's possible. Um, I, I've had from my own experience, and I know when I, when I share and speak with others, if we're able to explain what's really happening, like you described it, the mechanics of it, mm -hmm. it's much easier for the mind to open up to that being potential, to being a possibility that it could be real. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one thing to hear people's stories, like I'll finish if it's going to impact someone I'll share as well. It was major surgery that I had on my head and I should have been taking major, major painkillers for at least two weeks before I would feel relief and I didn't take any. So I was confused, but relieved because I didn't have the experience of pain like I was supposed to. So it was fascinating, but I didn't understand at the time what Franco's talking about here on the mechanics of it. But like what you're saying, Franco, um, it's important. And I love the fact that you're basically sharing the nuts and bolts on what happens within the body, because if we understand that and then start to play with it, which I know is something you love to do, and I'm now getting much more involved in myself, is playing with the possibilities of new potentials and seeing what the body could be like if we could imagine it in a different way. So exactly. thank you for going into this. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, too, um, we can get into this another time. Um, because I know we started on the moon and we haven't even got there yet. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but uh, the, like, I don't know if anybody knows Wim Hof and whatever else, and, but there are other people all over the world where they can control themselves and go into complete ice water and not feel the cold. People that have climbed mountains in the snow and just with boots just to keep the grip and, and just a pair of uh, shorts on and not feel uh, the cold or, or don't freeze or have what we call frostbite or, or have uh, what they call a thermal, is it hypo, not hypothermia. Hypothermia. Yeah, mm -hmm. hypothermia. Um, 
because the thing is they they go into the mind and say okay we're not going to interpret the old codes we're not going to mm. give power to that because we're holographic so we change all of that the thing is this kind of opens up the possibilities and also opens up and it's not even the possibilities of what we can do we actually see that what we've been living is just an adopted way of experiencing life, not only in physical form, mm. but also how we shape things. And, you know, people talk about, yeah, can we walk through walls, or whatever? Absolutely. I mean, it's just the thing. Um, it's just changing the encodements of saying, we can't cross that light field that we are just co-creating here. Uh, and that's why it seems like when we hit that light field, we're to, to feel that it's solid and that we may possibly feel pain from it, you know? And, oh. and there are people that have walked into walls and or fallen or whatever else and don't, don't even feel the pain uh, from it because they haven't interpreted that part of it until somebody goes, oh my God, you, you know, you, should, you must be in terrible pain, whatever it is. And, oh. and, um, and then they start, oh, okay, I guess we better allow this information to come in and maybe feel it to, uh, but I don't have a real reference. Okay, what does the collective say? Oh yeah, the collective says it needs to be like this. Okay, like so that. we'll mm -hmm. we'll tune up the dial to to have that experience. Mm. So, so is it Franco? Would you say Franco? Then it sounds like really there's kind of two ways that we can have these different experiences within the body. Specifically, we're just talking about pain as one example. But on one hand, it could be simply a a choice that's made by the higher self, soul, body, consciousness that says, okay, we're, we don't need to play with this experience of pain. And then the other part is when we manually, you could say ourselves, start to work with our own mind and step out of the illusion that certain things are not possible or certain things have to be experienced and start to manipulate that ourselves. So we have it happening on both sides, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. What's even more, what's a little bit more interesting in that is that um, your overall consciousness is getting information from what the body would like to experience, what the human entity would like to experience, and what the soul, of course, wants to experience. And at that point in time, it actually communicates also to the singles that the mind is getting and say, okay, disregard this part. Uh, let's put that one into, into play and so forth. Mm -hmm. And then it creates the construct because everything is formulated within the right brain. And then it's streamed to the left brain to actually create what looks like reality. Uh, so the left brain is very powerful in taking in uh, the information uh, to shape the information so that we actually see uh, what looks like real mm -hmm. around us or within us or make ourselves real too. Yeah. So uh, so when we're talking about it, it's not just the higher self saying, oh yeah, we, we go there or not. The higher self may have a, an opinion to it. And when mm -hmm. I say a, a higher self, we're talking about, because there are different levels of higher self. You can say, well, this, the multidimensional soul says, yeah, to me, it's not important. The human, uh, the human entity may say, well, it's not important. The body says, hey, I'm just collecting the singles here. And then really, I, I can get that information, that experience elsewhere. I don't really need to. So the overall consciousness says, eh, how do we do this? Uh, and then of course it's talking about, it's talking to other consciousnesses too. 
and saying, uh, should I do this role with you and play with you? Because now we're in, involved with other people or community or whatever it is. And then it decides an overall, okay, we'll have that experience. And then of course it gives uh, certain instructions to the computer Mm -hmm. uh to which is the right brain then the left brain to be able to to enact that particular experience so there's multi layers to it um mm. it seems complex but in fact it's not all that complex and that brings it to the point of also saying what how much governance and how much uh, do i actually shape my reality is it really from the outside world or not you know mm -hmm. yeah. so anyways that's that mechanics never changed mm -hmm. it's still the way it is what changed which was five thousand years later which we date back to ten thousand years ago mm -hmm. that's when the mod auto, uh, modifications occurred to the operating system so the first thing that was decided from another set of beings that were not in um, were not involved with the direct engineers that put everything together, the the original designers of planet Earth and humanity and all the sentient beings. They came along. Um, of course, they have no rights to make any changes unless they get permission and the permission is from all the different human forms that are on the planet from all the different consciousnesses that are on the planet so they came along and they offered an opportunity to experience things much more challenging uh, to create alternate realities to experience separation and disconnect to the different source points so at that point uh, the introduction of polarity separation mm -hmm. and isolation came into play so to achieve that with an organic matrix and the organic matrix itself is constantly evolving because it's tied into all the matrices in our solar system and the galaxy, or not all of them, but a, a good chunk of them. So whatever is being experienced and um, uh, upgraded in the collective uh, of what I say, other planets, then the online organic matrix would upgrade anyways mm. so it would be really hard to have a closed loop experience because it would not be supported and then the organic matrix was tuned very higher vibration and that would not support separation mm -hmm. invertedness it would not support uh, polarity in the sense of uh, you know the, the level we've been experiencing so what they had to do is create what we call an inverted matrix. It was a superimposed matrix that was closed loop. That means it's not online. It can okay. only be upgraded when the 
the originate uh, the originator originators of the matrix <laughs> software got in there and made the modification got it. it doesn't self-evolve it, it's only done that way so that was applied but the only way to have an inverted matrix it requires a form of transmission or ma a massive computer because remember it's not connected to all the other planets so it doesn't have a source point. So to, to, to host that inverted matrix and to maintain it, uh, they required a satellite. And that satellite is not what the satellites we use. They, they use a satellite, which they, we refer to as the moon. So what they did is they took a small planet that was not being used, um, and it was hollowed out, uh, but it was already hollowed out anyways, because most planets have an inner planet, an outer planet, that one there they just, and what they did is they put mechanics in there. So some high powered computers and um, not computers we know of, they're very different. Mm -hmm. um, and then they uh, created what they called a powerful transmitter, but also a mechanics to create an orbit. And then they towed it in to our solar system. As you know, the, the moon does not rotate. It only has one side that exposed. You have the light side and the dark side. Mm -hmm. The moon does not have a consistent orbit it is different orbit than all the other planets because the other planets has a very consistent orbit and it is very um, formed in a very, uh, how can I say, I guess circular? Yeah. Whatever. It has a very consistent. And it also, every planet rotates. There's a purpose for that. Mm -hmm. okay. um, but the moon is not. So what they, they ended up using is the moon as a big satellite transmitter. The mechanics and the main mechanics is on the darker side and within, and the surface part is the part that transmits or what we call the light side, side that we see. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that was transmitting this inverted matrix. Now, the controllers of that did not have to come on planet Earth and retool, uh, uh, retune anything. They would do it all from the moon. Okay, so they would up make the upgrades and the changes on the satellite, mm -hmm. and because the invert matrix would receive that. Now, there was a glitch in all of this, and the glitch was that humanity had too many source points of information that the inverted matrix was not able to function so effectively in the original design. So what did they have to do? Well, they had to come down. Uh, and one of the things they had to do is go into the software of humanity and the sentient beings and modify and change it. Because we're made out of 12 different uh, uh, source points, Mm -hmm. Each species has its own encodements, and we were linked directly to them. So whatever, say one of them is a Pleiadian, of course. Mm -hmm. um, if a Pleiadian is evolving, it's sharing that ev evolution, that experience set 
to the human, uh, the, to the DNA that is their particular DNA. Because every DNA is a transmitter receiver with telomeres, which are the antennas and so forth that receive codes and information and consciousness that the body uh, and all the other parts of the overall consciousness utilizes to upgrade ourselves as the whole experience as a human and also the planet. So to do that, they had to turn off 12 of them, uh, sorry, 10 of them, mm -hmm. and then they filtered down and tuned down two of them so that it would not receive that upgrade or else we would not be able to contain humanity to the same degree. So that was the first part. But then there was the brain part. The left brain already had some experience, 5,000 years worth of it. So did the right brain. Mm -hmm. And so it would be hard to have this computer to downgrade, even though it didn't have all the source points. So since it was the one that actually created what we call realism, <laughs> what makes it look like form, mm -hmm. um, they uh, had to make a modification there. They left the right brain somewhat intact, but then they decided to put an additional overriding software within the left brain, which we call the ego, <laughs> which is artificial intelligence. Why do I call it artificial intelligence? It's because it is artificial. It was not the original right. design, but there's another part to it. The ego is self-learning. That means it takes whatever is there. That software is always observing, getting feedback and modifying accordingly. Now the ego is tuned to operate within the inverted matrix. What is the inverted matrix? The inverted matrix is reversed matrix, reverse software, where we not only feel separated, we're not only playing in polarity, we see everything backwards. Complete reverse, it's inverted. What is true mechanics is made to represent as false mechanics. And what is false mechanics is expressed as true mechanics. Can you give us an example when you say like mechanics, for example, just so people maybe have never heard this before. What do you mean by mechanics? Okay. We see, okay. In our true nature, we see that we are this powerful being that mm -hmm. is navigating uh, this whole experience. And we actually shape our reality fully and completely we can shape not only our personal reality, our overlaying realities and the planetary realities, okay? That we are full control and we shape every part of it. It's not outside of us in any way, shape or form. The inverted part says, no, you are subject to what your surroundings and others you have no free will. You have no sovereignty. You are governed by others. You are governed by the collective. The outside world is what is your world. You are only this body. You have no say. You have to follow the rules that are being implanted in the body and are implanted and so forth. 
So that's the reverse. So mm -hmm. from an empowered being to being a disempowered being, from being source itself to being just a physical form with certain mechanics that break it down and we cannot change it and we need outside influence to modify or upgrade or fix us or anything of that nature. That's mm -hmm. just a small sample of that. The other part of the mechanics is that we are, you know, uh, dependent on, you know, that uh, there's um, codes that actually can change us and we have no say in it, which we call viruses and, and things of that nature. That uh, one of the other things of the mechanics is we're ageless. One of the mm -hmm. mechanics that was applied that we age, we follow a sequence, we watch other people age. So we have to follow that sequence. The body deteriorates, the chemistry changes in our body, that our hormones change in our bodies and so forth. Those are part of the mechanics I'm talking about. Mm, okay. Amazing. I don't, uh, did you want to continue with something or could I add a, a question? Oh, go ahead. On the go subject? ahead. Go ahead. Okay, because you're hitting on stuff that is so so needed to be to be understood and spoken about and and anytime I have even the smallest conversation with someone about the fact that we are now stepping back into our more natural state our more natural operating system and what that means I mean I don't know a person that doesn't light up because mm -hmm. it's like oh my god finally freedom from all of what feels like just the things that we don't want to experience and, and have never really bought into, I think. Um, so Franco, when, when, it, when we're talking about like the idea of needing outside sources or things to repair the body, as opposed to being able to self-repair mm -hmm. um, or not even having to go into the program of aging. And then you mentioned hormones. So this is something that I wanted to ask you about. How does how does hormones tie into all of this? Because, you know, we were talking about the moon here and how the inverted matrix is really giving us this projection of limitation, separation, um, and just limitedness when we are really limitless. Mm -hmm. Then people will, the, the mind, when it starts to open up to these ideas, naturally comes up with all kinds of questions. And then the question comes up, well, what about hormones? You know, the, the hormones are... Are, have been affected by the moon and don't we need hormones or is it that the hormone system is not really going to be used in the same way as we move on in our own progression back into our natural state could you speak to that well yes i mean the hormones are uh, again used to shift our experiences as we choose to do so the level of influence that hormones would have and the amount of variance it would create was not, you know, is not as natural state. Okay. Hormones control us. And that was part of the inverted matrix. That was mm -hmm. part of what the moon's role plays too. The moon does transmit what we call a field of magnetics also that affects cycles and so forth the level of its positioning that means how much of it we see as a direct hit of that satellite will affect how much influence it has mm -hmm. in the sense of that's why sometimes when you have a full moon experience 
or you know the, the, the you were getting direct hit from that inverted matrix it also altered our hormone hormone hormones within our body yeah. and also the the cycle within our bodies like you know uh the menstrual cycles or whatever mm-hmm. it, it also affected the moods how we felt about ourselves and so forth it shifted our focus point meaning that you would maybe more critical at certain times. You know, you could look at a, a full moon time and you know, look at it yourself. How <laughs> much more critical of yourself? Is it hormonal based? Eh, a small part, but it's actually yeah. the operating system gets stimulated a little bit more, which is basically the ego. Okay. So the ego is going to judge itself. You're going to look in the mirror and now you look more you're more judgmental of what you look like for example yeah and then have a very powerful definition of what it looks like it's like oh man i feel ugly today or, oh yeah you know, uh Absolutely. you know all that stuff uh it also affects how we feel uh, it activates also the um the mechanics of what we refer as pain or discomfort and mm-hmm. things of nature do we have to have pain for our menstrual cycle no, it was never there before. That was part of the inverted stuff. Mm. Um, you know, th- this is like, we have a Pandora box here. We can just keep going and going. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, we're going to, uh, I'm not saying cut it off here because we can't. Yeah. Because we're going to have to unpa- finish unpacking this. Mm-hmm. But th- these are different topics. We, we can, can dive with. in more deeply. Yeah, Absolutely. at other times for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so the moon's uh, direct transmission uh, has affected not only all the sentient beings on the planet, that means plant mm-hmm. life, the animals, the insects, you name it, but our own bodies. And uh, also the, the magnetic pole of the moon is also created the tides and things of that mm-hmm. nature. It also uh, shifts also the energies of how we would create seasons and things of that nature too and the sun's location creates the the season but the thing is the part we and this is like we're just opening another chamber in that pandora's box <laughs> to be continued we'll forewarn it right now <laughs> to continue yeah or the weather mm-hmm. okay is part of that inverted matrix. And what I mean by that, the extremes and how we relate with those extremes. We did not have that that way in its natural operating system. We had variances, but there were mild variances. We didn't have extreme hot. We didn't have extreme cold. Our bodies adjusted accordingly so that we did not need to, you know, dress the part mm. in the sense of putting multiple layers and whatever else. In fact, our bodies um, adjusted to it and it did not even have to go to those extremes. Extremes. That's bad news, Frankel, for all the uh, fashion designers out there. We have yes, yes, yes. Even, the, the, <laughs> even clothing was not even an option in those days, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, because again, we're designed to be connected with the environment very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, our whole body is a, is a, is a receiver. 
Uh, so it receives not only light codes, but everything else that it's exposed to, the air, whatever else. Uh, mm -hmm. In fact, we're actually disconnecting ourselves when we run, run around all dressed up fully to the health. You can notice it. I mean, yeah. uh, most of the healing, um, I shouldn't say healing, but uh, what people feel the best in is when they're exposing their body to the sunlight, exposing it to the, even not direct sunlight, just the reflective light coming in. Mm. Um, the fact of being your body is picking up the temperature throughout uh, or the energies throughout the, the environment and the air movement and whatever else so all of that the body uses as um, uh, a very uh, powerful connection to to it mm -hmm. we are the ones you know uh, in that inverted matrix have created that the bodies are to be hidden and that it needs to be uh you know it's scandalous this or that whatever it is so those are all labels and stuff that we apply to so you had the option if you wanted to put something on but it was most did not feel natural uh i don't know how many are going to be listening that are may have been nudists or are nudists or uh, what mm -hmm. we call that and, and many everybody's have experience where they are in the nude in their own home uh, or even until the program, the ego goes, oh, you, you need to be dressed or something like that. It, it feels very, very natural. And the people that mm -hmm. are nudists, they go to nudist uh, beaches and whatever else and, uh, and so forth. And they've experienced it for a while. They really, that's natural. Then to put the clothes back on, it's like really uncomfortable, <laughs> really. And, and to give you a sample of that, if you're living in a tropical place where you're just wearing bikinis or whatever, yeah. or just a part of it, and then you got to go, you're going home again now you're going back to your northern climate or you're going back to civilization now you have to start wearing a suit or uh, layers of clothes and pantyhose and whatever i don't know i'm just giving you an example uh. as like ah you know because what's happening minimal or none no clothing is the most natural state so but anyways. you can see too but you can see too frank and we'll just quickly we will end with this but it makes sense that this magnetic pull from the satellite, the moon, which was influencing the seasons that suddenly made it, we had extreme temperatures. So walking around with no clothes on was not an option all the time. And then that reinforced, I'm sure, the programs of judgment and shame and all that stuff. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it didn't mean that you, you know, uh, if you're in the South, you wore, you wore no clothes and, and you know, North, I mean, it, uh, you wore clothes. No, it was consistent. Like, I mean, the temperature had a variance, but look at when the first wave of cold comes in it really impacts us a little bit more mm -hmm. intensely but as the winter goes by you get more and more accustomed to it and unless you're locking yourself in the house all the time and you throw uh you know you, you throw your system out of balance but if you spend look at the people that work in construction or work out outside a lot mm. Or even if you spend a day outside and you come home, the house feels way overheated, you know, because yeah. of the fact your body's accustomed, got adjusted to it because our body adjusts to the environment. It's designed for that in its natural state. Yeah. You know, we've kind of dwarfed it a lot because of all the things that we've done. So anyways, the inverted matrix was definitely directed by the moon and whatever else and, and so forth. Um, it was it it has impacted very much so even the growing cycles or the seasons and all mm. of that stuff so a lot of people you know relate to oh the moon has to be in a certain position for time for planting 
mm -hmm. or time for harvesting or you know whatever you know yep. different things that never existed before you put a seed in you put water in blah 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 it's done you know it grows all, <laughs> all year round whatever at time right. we did not have that even the plant life you could grow fruits anywhere on the planet it didn't have to the be dream localized. Of so many yeah. yeah and it didn't need a greenhouse mm -hmm. because the plants itself in its natural sentient state would adjust itself to the climate now of course there's going to be probably slight i shouldn't say probably there is different variances of uh, of the fruits for example i'm just using that as an example in different parts of the world mm -hmm. Because of the energies in that area, because of the uh, maybe the variance in temperature and whatever else, so it would adjust accordingly. Mm -hmm. Can you go draw some something tropical? Yes, it may be slightly different variance, slightly different variance to accustom to that area, but there wouldn't be any shortage. Do we have to transport, uh, you know, papaya from someplace or kiwis from somewhere else? No, you would be able to have that uh, accessible uh, any part of the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the thing about the, uh, the ice and whatever else in the, in the Arctic and whatever else, uh, you know, there was a certain consistency. The amount of ice that we've had was not there before. You know, that was, again, all part of that inverted matrix. So mm -hmm. some of the, what people call climate changing is basically um, it's, it's altering accordingly. And this whole idea that we're going to destroy because the temperature goes up or anything like that. The, first of all, it's not has, has nothing to do with the man-made stuff. It plays a, such a minuscule role. It doesn't. Uh, yes, are we contaminating it? Yes, under that operating system, that's true. But the variance in temperature is basically not the case. And there's more to that. And I'm not even going to open that Pandora's box because there's even more to that. <laughs> not today. <laughs> so um, the... We made a decision, just to mm -hmm. fast track it forward. We made a decision where the moon, uh, where the inverted matrix was no longer of service because it created a restriction. Now, I want to cover one last thing before we move on to what I just started. Um, with that all inverted uh, matrix stuff that we were experiencing, mm -hmm. okay, um, we actually went from the capacities to live pure organic 3D and go into 4D and 5D and so forth up to 9D uh, was not accessible when the inverted stuff came in. Not only that, we also weren't able to actually stay in organic 3D. Mm. So the invertedness was so prevalent that we stepped into what we call inverted 3D. So we're living and a version of 3D where everything's backwards. And that's what we've been living. And then we went to the next level, which was uh, 2D. And the difference is 2D, you see everything as existing hardcore mechanics and you mm -hmm. have no reference point to anything outside of that. So you're basically, I am a physicality and I have okay. this sequence and that is it. Mm -hmm. uh, we refer to anything outside of that as either magic or some witchcraft or something of that nature because it's not open to any of that and it's not even possible. So in mm -hmm. fact, they don't see any possibilities. That's in the two inverted 2D 
state. Yeah. Inverted 3D will accept a certain part of it, but it also has the reverse. So to put in uh, levels of controls, then of course, this illusionary government came in, illusionary religions came in, and no, there are no religions that are uh, pure spirit, spirit source essence. Mm. They have pieces in it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because they applied that in, and that's kind of the carrot to keep you in there. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's all constructed, all in the inverted matrix. So every single system that you see in the world, every government, every educational system, every health, every uh, monetary system, every governmental system, every including religions and so forth, and also this whole idea of of borders and the idea that uh, cultures and things of that nature they're all construct of the inverted matrix that is what we are unraveling ourselves from mm -hmm. now let's move forward since i already <laughs> broke my uh, my <laughs> time of how long we were going to make this podcast um Maybe it's a, a, loft, yeah. a lofty goal, a loft, a lofty goal, a lofty goal <laughs> that uh, is not acceptable or <laughs> possible. Everything is possible, of course. But, yeah. You know, the thing is, when we start playing and stuff like that, uh, you know, we end up unpacking more and more. But anyways, yeah, they're they're big subjects. They're big, but they we are. can we can and we will. I'm already making notes of things that we can go deeper on later. Okay. So don't worry, I will not lose the thread. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, you left off at religion and how we're moving away from not just yes, religion, but yes. all the systems and structures. Yes. So mm -hmm. what we decided um, a while back was to step out of the inverted matrix. We mm -hmm. came to the point where it was a collective agreement, not only the collective in our on the, on the planet here, the collective from our solar system and within the quadrant of our galaxy saying, OK, that was a nice ride. That was an interesting play. We need to continue to evolve because this is time to move on. Because mm. we were but, devolving is what you're saying. We were devolving yes, yes, yes. far enough. And now it's like, okay, time to yes. go forward again. So the inverted matrix was about devolving. The ego is about devolving. This is why the ego is a powerful story maker and loves to use the past, loves to reference what is very integral in the invertedness mm. gives power to the fact I'm better than them or they're not better than them. I'm good enough. Or I'm not good enough. Or, or the fact of saying, you know, um, there's right, there's wrong, there's good, there's bad, there's light, there's dark, there's this, there's that. And, and creates constructs around that, mm -hmm. uh, that the fact that we are this physicality, you are this experience, you are your history, you are, your parents you are your environment you are all of that so it minimized everything to that mm -hmm. and and has done a great job and then anytime we try to break out of that it actually uh created a um a fragmentation of itself so that means it plays more than one role mm -hmm. uh, i used to call it for fun schizophrenic ego so it goes from ego to schizophrenic ego and it has many personalities. And many of us have related to the many personalities. They will tell you mm -hmm. to do one thing and then I'll tell you to do something else. But not only that, while you're doing what it told you to do, it's, it's uh, bashing you for not doing such a good job or that you failed or you made a mistake. And then when you actually do it, 
it's going to make you feel guilty. It's going to make you feel bad. Oh, and then it's going to judge you. You didn't do it good enough. You didn't do this or that. So that's a sample. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Yes. That is the schizophrenic ego. (laughs) And we're moving away from that now. Yay. Yes. All of it. All of it. So we instigated several modifications. The first modification uh, was in uh, the end of 86 going into 87, where we started to uh, now allow the frequency of the planet to increase because it was held within Mm -hmm. the 7 and the 7.4, and it would not variate. Uh, It changed. It took took thousands of years to go from 7 to 7.4 frequency, what we call Mm -hmm. human frequency. And then at that time, it opened that. It made alterations in our operating system where we did not require to to harness through polarity. Because what we talk about harnessing through polarity, for us to experience something good, we have to have something bad. If we need to have something positive, we have to have something negative. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we need to grow, we have to have pain. You know, no, what what do they call it? No, no. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) No pain, no gain. So you have to have pain. You have to have suffering. You have to have the the opposite for you to evolve. So Mm -hmm. that became out of the necessity. So that got changed then. Um, The need of self-destruction, the need to um, give power to the fact that polarity uh, was actually governing us. So that was the first change. But Mm -hmm. everything else was still intact. And then 2012 came in. That was the next phase, 2012 going into 2013, because it was at the end of 2012 going into 2013. Uh, there were more modifications, a change. So more, more input of self-realization started to come in and a lot of other changes. So a lot, a lot more of the operating system uh, came out of the mix. However, the ego was still very powerful, uh, which was in the matrix, the inverted matrix was still very active and the moon was still blasting us big time. So uh, what occurred at the end of 2019, near the end of 2019, mm-hmm. it was decided that the, the, uh, the moon was going to be turned off. So no longer projecting the inverted matrix. How is that possible, Franco? Because the tides are still happening. Seasons are still happening. Yes. It's just, I don't know. Hormones are still in effect. This, this can't be true. You're right. It can't be true. I'm making this nope. shit up. <laughs> I'm giving you basically everything that, you know, the first things, and you probably found the same thing. These are the, the first rebuttals that come. Well, if that's true, then if that happened, then why is it still presenting this way? Why do my hormones still feel, not, not myself, I'm fortunately been blessed with no symptoms of PMS, <laughs> um, but, but, you know, even dogs, even dogs all go crazy when the moon comes. So if that's not really in play anymore and there's no more inverted matrix how is it possible that all of these things are still active well i don't know i'll have to get back to you because i'm going to have to <laughs> my manual just kidding <laughs> well okay spill so the beans <laughs> let, me finish, let me finish unpacking that so okay we decided to turn off the inverted matrix uh so the inverted matrix is no longer active mm-hmm. the moon's transmission of the inverted matrix is no longer active the moon still has a magnetic field to it, and mm-hmm. that is still active. So it is affecting somewhat the tides. Uh, however, the inverted matrix is still alive. 
within each one of us, which we are transmitting collectively. So we believe it's still active. Mm. We still give power to its activation because as soon as we see the moon, oh, it turns on a switch saying, these are the sequence because now we have a pattern. Mm -hmm. We got to turn these things on. So as much as we are in the organic matrix, uh, we are going through all these changes and, uh, and we are getting some assistance, which is partially our, our agreement to have some of the stuff come on into play. Mm -hmm. the, the part that is instrumental now is for us to deprogram ourselves and to be open to the fact that the inverted matrix instructions and codes and whatever else that we still are utilizing is no longer necessary. And that's what we are in the process of doing. And we have been in the process for a while now. So this is why the systems out there that are still in place are still reflecting the inverted matrix. If you depend on the media to tell you how it is, it's telling you everything backwards. If you're depending on religion, it's still telling you everything backwards. If you're looking at the education system, it's still telling you everything backwards. Governments are acting backwards. Everything is backwards. Your whole history, all your labels and definitions of yourself, are still that inverted matrix. Mm. So this is why the purging process that we're going. We're letting go of our history. We're letting go of our reference points of who we thought we were. I'm not good enough. I am a woman. I am a man. I failed. I have poor education. I have this. I have that. I've been drama, uh, what do you call it? traumatized. I've been, you know, given the short end of the straw or stick or whatever you want to call it because you know my upbringing or you know i didn't have family or i had family and i had controlling families i had this i had that right mm -hmm. so what what did we do we defined 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 we labeled we labeled we labeled um so the ego is still active mm -hmm. the ego is no longer fed from the moon it's no longer supported by the inverted matrix so it, it is becoming destabilized. This is why sometimes you feel a little crazy uh, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's going, don't compute, don't compute, you, yeah. know, you know, basically. Uh -huh. um, however, it's getting some support to play with other egos, meaning that yes. you're going to go and play with other people and you're going to play ego world. It's going to support each other. So it's going, it's getting some of that. Uh -huh. uh, it's getting it from all the other streaming that we have around us. Meaning, how can I say, whatever reference point systems is out there. So to listening and watching to the media and the movies and whatever else, it's streaming. It's still not streaming, but it's still reminding you that it's alive and active and that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. So even though the new mechanics is coming online, we're still giving power to the old mechanics that everything is the way it is. Um, so the process right now is purging labels, definitions of ourselves. Um, 
you can see that the systems are being challenged. People have been seeing what's going on and saying, oh, wait a minute, I'm not going to give power to this anymore. Uh, or noticing, hey, that's not the way it works. Like, for example, this virus that's been around for about a year now, you know, just a set of codes, whatever it is. Look at how it's being used. It's been used by what? Is it really because of the virus? Or is it because of the media and, and what it's telling you? In reverse. Yeah. It's saying your body cannot handle it. Your body is, you know, needs intervention. Now it needs a vaccine. Now it needs this. Mm -hmm. Now it needs that. Whatever it is. More external. You got, More yes. External. You got to go yeah. to a doctor. You got to take medication. You got to go to thing. You got to have things lopped off or chopped off, you know, remove mm -hmm. organs, remove this, remove that, whatever, you know. Um, so there's still a strong uh, reference to it as a word. And that's the part that's breaking down within us. Mm -hmm. and, and there are many more people that have already made huge leaps in breaking that down. Yeah, they're still probably giving some power to it. I'm not going to deny that, but much less. And every wave that we have. Now, of course, through the stages, the Schumann frequency is way higher than it used to be. You know, mm -hmm. and we get huge bursts. And of course, we get bursts from the sun. Um, now, we have to understand the moon is not totally uh, in, uh, uninvolved here. Because the moon now is an instrument where it's, it, it may not be in transmitting the inverted matrix anymore, but it's actually reflecting a certain of the sun's frequency. Because it's like a, uh, it's like a shield, uh, not a shield, but a, ref a reflector of sorts. Okay. So the moonlight now is no longer impactful in the other way, except that we encode mm -hmm. it as that. It's actually um, uh, providing us uh, some of the lower uh, a lower dose of the sun's frequency when it's dark, for example, when we're talking about nighttime. Yeah. Now. The sun actually influences the codes too. But the thing is, when we go into our natural state, for example, people do things that are more polarized, more negative when the sun goes down. This is why there's mm -hmm. more crimes in the dark. There's more violations, you know, what we label as violations. People mm -hmm. act out more. They tend to do things that are a little off, more off kilter on themselves or whatever it is at nighttime versus daytime. Yeah, because the sun itself actually uh, stimulates more of your higher vibration where you're not going to put mm. more at attention to that. Interesting. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. so, um, so this whole thing of the, the moon, it's going to be there for a while, but it will eventually be removed because it is kind of a mechanical device that doesn't really fit into the thing. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not going to go into the other unpacking where we can control how much daylight we have and whatever else, because no, I'll make a note of that one though. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have to understand just to throw a little carrot in here. People say, well, you know, if I go to Mars, if I go to Pluto, if I go to any of these other planets or what happens to these other planets? Are they just uh, uh, ice because, hey, the farther you go from the sun, the colder it is. How could this be? You know, like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, 
Or if I go to the sun, I'm going to burn, you know, disintegrate completely. Well, I can tell you one thing. There there is habitants on the planet. They're inhabitants. On the sun, I mean. On the sun. On the sun. There are ships going in and all the time. The glow of the sun is actually only on on the surface. And it's not even on touching the surface. It's above the surface. It's like saying our clouds are on fire. You know, but they're not yeah. on fire. They're not. They're actually okay. not even heat. It's not even flames. It just. It's gases. Energy. It's energy. It's just energy. Okay. So, what happens? The encodements in our body, right now, says this much light has this response. Mm. Less light has this response. So. If I go, the sun is the only heat source. That's just the program. In fact, that was emphasized by the invert matrix, which basically mm. we're going to realize that hot and cold doesn't actually exist. So if you go on Pluto, which is the furthest planet that we see, because there's more, but we don't see them. Um, we get a glimpse of it sometimes, but mm-hmm. we're not going to even unpack that one. But anyways, if we're looking at Pluto and say, well, I can go to Pluto. If your codes don't say that it's going to be um, a complete ice, whatever, you're, you're going to be perfectly comfortable there and that you will use the energy there. So you don't need a specific type of air, whatever. I'm going to say that. But the thing is, we didn't allow that encodement um, right now to be utilized because we want to have this planetary experience but we're Mm -hmm. still only using a fraction of it which goes back to what we were talking about earlier about you know um our body adjusting to the temperature for example or the climate Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it we do we're still going to have climates but not the same way it's going to be variance in cycles just because we want to have the variances that's Mm -hmm. all Uh, but it's not the same as what we experience now major variances and Mm -hmm. and so forth so that with the moon and saying okay why is my body feel this way and when it's not transmitting anymore it's because the memory the memory says hey you know full cycle i need to have pain or i need Mm -hmm. to have my hormones do this i need to uh, feel this way or that way right which which makes so much sense um I mean, I know that's been something I've been actively working on since 2019, as it was starting to be, you know, the signal was getting lower and lower and lower of the inverted matrix. And it was very interesting. I could still notice the habit really of going back to anticipating higher energy around the moon cycle. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a lot of, uh, we were doing work and activities that happened to be falling right along some of the moon alignments. So it became very obvious, like, oh, I don't have to give attention to that anymore. Oh, it doesn't necessarily mean that my my hormones have to get out of whack or that I have to feel agitated. And it's it was really a game of the mind, I found, to begin that process of unwinding the habit of anticipating and looking for these patterns and expecting them. Correct. Now, mm-hmm. if you this has been experimented. I don't know how public it is because I haven't seen anybody uh, publicly uh, making it uh, uh, present, but they've, they've taken, a, even if you take a woman with a cycle of some sort mm-hmm. and you move them from Canada to Australia, 
or some other part of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a while, it changes. The cycle changes. It's still the same. Uh, you still will have your 30-day cycle thing, but it changes the sequence of it. So it, very, it adjusts to that area. And also how your body feels because, mm-hmm. you know, they're opposite, for example. They're, they're winters when we have summer and vice versa, right? It, your body adjusts to, to it because it takes that collective codes that are in there and uh, the memories of everybody else and it adjusts. For example, you can see another example. You put, you put a household with women. Mm-hmm. After a while, what happens? They all get synchronized. All their cycles synchronize. Yeah. And you go, how is that possible? Wait, no, 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 that's not possible. How, how could it be? I mean, I was like 15 days before you, whatever it is, you know, uh, it's the same thing. You, you can move from one part of the world in the same, it synchronizes to the area. And then if you put them in a cluster, it synchronizes and, it, and it's going to seem like it goes off while it's going through the adjustment, but it adjusts. I'm just giving you one particular example, mm-hmm. right? So, so are you saying that, are you saying, Franco, that um, our cycles, for example, just to keep it on the subject of like hormones, for example, mm-hmm. that our cycles, because I think a lot of women notice that their cycles tend to come around the moon cycles. So it's either the full moon or the, the, the new moon. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that now that the moon is no longer broadcasting the inverted matrix signal that our bodies, because I'm starting to notice this already with myself and others, that our bodies are now going to detach themselves from that pattern behavior of always getting a period, for example, every full moon, Mm -hmm. or the hormones may be going up or dropping or shifting at certain times of the month, let's say. Yep. Okay. Because that's exactly, this is a, a part I'm so excited about. And I love learning more and practicing more about this and being really open to the idea that this is, this is what's happening. Um, I work with a hormone specialist and also speak with many, many other women and have clients that are, when I asked them, I said, has anybody had uh, a regular period in the last six months? And everybody's like, no, like, okay, great. Fantastic. (laughs) And so we think it's normal. I mean, the habit or the, 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 tendency would be to think that something is wrong with us. Um, I know my hormones are just like all over, just doing all kinds of interesting things. I use the thyroid medication and even that my body's like, okay, let's bring it down. We don't need so much. Mm -hmm. All kinds of things are changing. And the natural tendency is to get fearful because of what we're programmed to believe through media and the medical system, et cetera, that, oh my God, something must be wrong with me. I must be getting sick. Or maybe it's a, something bad is happening to, to my blood, to my ovaries or whatever. And of course things happen, but it seems like the bigger picture is actually our bodies. And you have, I've talked about this in depth a couple of times, but our bodies are now starting to try and go back to a rhythm that feels more natural. How, how would you explain that? Yes, exactly, exactly. And, th- and that's the thing is, uh, as is changing, that's why our, our cycle and even because there's a dance that happens with with our bodies, you know, mm-hmm. our state, our energy, how we feel and so forth, does regulate our hormones does regulate our cycle. For example, if somebody has something traumatic, their cycle changes. 
you know, they're going to have it way earlier or something of that nature. Or if they're going through some emotional stuff, they have it 45, 50 days later or something of that nature, or they may skip one or something of that nature. What happens? You say, well, if it only followed that. um, And now, like you made a good point there when you're talking to other women, that the consistency has changed because of the fact that uh, now it's not so powerfully governed because uh, we're not paying attention to it. They've also noticed that, you know, um, how can I say it? If you're isolated, specifically now, if you're isolated to your time, meaning time per se, saying today's mm-hmm. this day or that day, whatever it is, if you're isolated, you put into a, 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 a space or whatever it is that you're not, you have no idea if it's daytime, nighttime, and so forth. Mm. You will notice the pattern of the body changes. I've heard of this. You won't even lose, you, you know, uh, you could have gone 90 days and you didn't have a cycle because there was no reference to it because we didn't apply to it. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you've been there 90 days and they may have felt that it was only 30 days or whatever, right? Or 10 days. Um, because even that's scrambling because we actually control the time because time doesn't exist. It's a frequency of change. That's all it is. So anyway, that's a whole other topic. I'm putting oh, that yeah, one down. Yeah. <laughs> so but hopefully I covered enough on the on the moon thing. So, you I know, it's so. it's there it, because we're not ready. I mean, could you imagine right now? Let me all of a sudden uh, uh, a planetary tow truck came along, <laughs> hooked up to the moon and pulled it away. No, which is kind of what's going to happen anyways. But yeah. Can you imagine where people would freak out? It's like, yeah. oh my God, the world's got to end. I mean, yeah. the moon's not there anymore. We don't know what. So the thing is, until we get to the point where uh, we're okay at being there or not there, then it'll, it'll be removed. That's it. Well, you know, you know what? It... No, no, please go ahead. Yeah, so it'll be removed and whatever. And this is why some of the changes right now, even what we talked about today, mm-hmm the people are not always going to be that receptive to that of what we talked about. And what do I mean by that? It's too much for them to compute. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, the seed is is planted, it's going to germinate in them, and they're going to notice that uh, we're going. But the the reception, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, 36 years now, okay? What people used to be open to 36 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago have changed. What people are open to now Mm -hmm. in comparison, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot more people. Mm -hmm. I've seen tremendous amount of people. Even the men have come on board. (laughs) Because I remember uh, uh, when I used to do these these things it was mainly always women i hardly ever saw a man they're more open-minded yes of course you are (laughs) um but you're right but you're right i've seen that too people that and you see this in family members and you see it with like a lot of people that are perhaps even closer to us we can gauge the response better mm -hmm. but people that used to be so really not willing to hear any kind of alternative explanations for what's happening are now you can see they may not 
be willing to adopt it, but there's something being processed in the mind. So I love the fact that we're able to have these discussions that for many people may sound completely ludicrous, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's planting those seeds, planting exactly. those seeds. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and the thing is now you see, uh, you know, the racials have, you know, changed dramatically because there's a way more, I mean, there's more usually an equal, uh, either men and women. Yeah. Sometimes a little bit more men, sometimes a little bit more women, but the variance is very minimal. And I've seen it with retreats. I've seen it with workshops and so forth. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and it depended on the topics. I mean, I've done workshops where, you know, talked more about the mechanics of the, the human thing. And then you would see uh, more men than women. But that was more because it had to be with the mechanics of, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, how can I take advantage of the, the game of life? Exactly. Yes. The business world, the mm -hmm. the other world, you know, that they related and, and that was it. But in general, when we're talking about knowing thy, thyself, knowing uh, their true essence, uh, exploring in those realms, it was originally the women. But you know, and now, you know, even the stuff I'm talking about now, I've never talked about this stuff before. Okay. I knew it. I had access to it. But you, you could you imagine just uh, this guy's a freaking loony bin, whatever, you know, <laughs> what do you mean? You know, whatever. But, but it's so important now. It is. It is. I mean, it is. Even talking about uh, like the moon, for example, which is what we talked about a lot today and, and the origin story really of the moon and, and how that all happened it really brings me back to like, why go to the extreme of telling these kinds of stories or painting this picture is because it goes back to kind of what we talked about um, a couple episodes before, which is bringing the focus onto that core elemental truth is what allows everything in front of it to dissolve. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm so happy we talked about this topic today. I'm really glad because it feels like it's one more of those subjects that there's so much tied to it, whether it's rituals, whether it's our bodily functions, whether it's just the fact that it's out there every day and our ways of farming, our ways of everything in the tides. It's so in our face that if that structure, that idea is challenged and then perhaps the mind opens a little bit to what it could really be all about that opens the door to so much so many other things being considered and maybe adopted as untrue exactly. and true so this has been exactly. so powerful exactly and this is the thing we're gonna what we're going through now is um looking at all the things that were just adopted as an idea and as a way of life and whatever else and uh unraveling that and and purging all of that stuff and then bringing in completely you know our true more essence of what we can and we do create and what really how it all it all operates rather than that other construct that we've uh, adopted at one point or another so this is the thing it's uh, people say well you know i'm waiting for the new world well the new world is within you but that new world has to be unpacked and how do we unpack it we have to clear out all the other stuff that we're talking about the stuff that we've made real in that mm -hmm. inverted uh, inverted world and this is the thing it's like 
And there's also invested interest in, in that old world because of the fact that I, that's all I know. I spent all my time here. I've, I made that so real. Now you're telling me it's not. You yeah. know. Well, yeah. you know, the bottom line is nothing is real. But at the same time, that is not your true design. And that's not what you've come here to maintain uh, throughout the whole duration. Some people, yes. And yeah. many of us have come and gone. Uh, at different points and and said okay that's that's all we're going to do this time but this time you know if you're here and you're wanting to be here at this point it's because you want to be part of that whole unraveling of that stuff that doesn't work that it really doesn't serve us anymore because it's we're done with that inverted world that's outdated yeah, yeah and, I, and I know i know it's for some people and, and i'm gonna stop after that because you're gonna wrap up um is that what people are challenged, and I'm sure you're going to run into that, and you probably have, is that as we're unraveling all of this, that what is really real seems so far-fetched, and mm -hmm. but a part of them knows that it's real, yeah. but at some point it's like, no, that's not possible. How could that be? Whatever it is, you know, um, how could we? You mean this is? It's true? just a shock, I think. And yeah, it's yeah, it's a shock. That's a good word. Yeah. And so I just wanted to maybe um, let people know that if this is the first time or maybe you've heard this before, but you don't like the idea. Um, I've, I, I have this experience quite regularly with folks that I work with uh, going through the program. And when they get to this subject of this that we just talked about today, the moon, it really rocks their world. So if you're feeling like, oh my God, this is insane. What does this mean? Because it, it means so many things then have to be readjusted or looked at differently. Yep. Just know that if you're feeling that, um, I, most of the people I work with have to take a little time and they just go, okay, let me just sit with this because I do not like what this means. It means all that I do every month is, is a lie. It means that all the things I feel or all the things I feel are important when I do my meditations or my, my rituals, that it's all a lie and I don't know how I feel about it. So just take time and let it sink in and just be open to the possibility. Because I'll tell you, I know, Franco, you've probably seen this, but um, if you do that and you let yourself come into these ideas with an open mind and then start to adopt them when that naturally starts to happen, there's so much freedom on the other side. Mm -hmm. And you just, it just opens up so much. There's no more restrictions or fitting things into boxes. Now there is no timelines to be constricted to, and it can be whatever we want, which is a whole other discussion, but. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Franco. Once again, it was fantastic to play. I know yeah. that this is a real long one again, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's hard to stop when you, you, you're unpacking different things and you, you want to create the, the base so people can understand it. And um, so I'm sure some topics will be uh, more explosive mm -hmm. or much more, uh, you know, much more un unwrapping is required than yeah. others. But at the same time, uh, break it up if you need to. But, uh, you know, and, and immerse. And this is the thing is I, I'd like to say to people, uh, anybody that's listening to immerse yourself more than once with the content, because it actually um, this is just the trigger uh, mm -hmm. within you. Like I've seen you blossom like crazy, uh, mm -hmm. Katya, in regards to, you know, yes, you've attended a lot of my stuff and whatever else, but you've exposed yourself to other things. But at the same time, 
really, what did you do? You just triggered what you already knew within and it became a point where, oh yeah, I got this and, and it makes sense. It resonates and whatever else because you already have it in you. So that's mm -hmm. about that. You know, did you learn something? No, we unpacked what you already have within <laughs> really. That's what's what it is. Yeah. And you're doing the same with others. And that's the beautiful part of it. You're going out, reaching people, you're working with people. And uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, it's come full circle. It's really beautiful. So thank you for this talk today. This you're has been right. wonderful. I hope it rocks a few, rocks a few uh, rails <laughs> and just gets the minds opening and people talking. So absolutely, thank you for this. Absolutely. Well, thanks come. again. Guys, go out and play, enjoy, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Until then, have a blast. <laughs>